Tales from a Jurassic World, Season 1, Episode 1, A Man Called Benjamin Lockwood. The wind swept through the redwood trees, causing them to sway slightly back and forth between the warm rays of sunlight. Birds chirped and sung happily in the trees, and animals scurried throughout the undergrowth hurriedly. Between the trees, a winding road climbed higher and higher before a secondary trail snaked off and passed through a gate, which was now blocked by Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department vehicles and makeshift barricades. Beyond the fenced-off entryway sat the sprawling structure itself, Lockwood Manor where many of InGen's dinosaurs had first been envisioned. Built years before Benjamin Lockwood would come to inhabit the estate, the mansion itself was a towering latticework of chimneys, towers and rooftops, all adorned in a gorgeous gothic architectural style which was scarcely seen in this part of America. Indeed, on any other day, the Lockwood Manor estate would have been beautiful, but recent events had taken that innocent sense of wonder and had changed it irreversibly. Various vehicles littered the gravel road and parking space outside the building, including EMS vehicles, sheriff's department vehicles, black SUVs and government vehicles of all descriptions. A handful of temporary structures had been erected on the rich green lawn outside the building itself, and people could be seen moving busily between the temporary structures and the larger estate itself. Two of these people were US Fish and Wildlife agents Morrison and Brown. Ben Morrison was an older veteran of the US Fish and Wildlife Service and was someone who had become adapted to dealing with the smaller workload which usually befell the department after a couple of years of working on bigger cases in his heyday. He was trying rapidly to adapt to the new challenges which they faced in the wake of the Lockwood Manor incident, and his understudy, Lucy Brown, was certainly not making it easy with her naturally inquisitive nature. The duo had been dispatched to the manor to work with other federal agencies to ascertain the animals which had escaped during the incident, and the potential risk that they may now pose to the public. The FBI had already been on scene for a couple of days, but there was a lot to pick through. As the duo walked up the gravel pathway towards the towering mansion in front of them, Lucy was the first to break the silence. An operation of this magnitude is crazy. I've seen sheriff's deputies, FBI agents, SWAT team members, CSI, the whole works. Have you ever worked on a case like this before? No, I can't see I have, but it's good they're taking this seriously. You read about the San Diego incident, right? I was in college at the time. Didn't imagine I'd ever see a living dinosaur in a downtown US suburb. That was crazy. Spot on. My supervisor was there for it. By the time the team sent the tranquilizer it arrived at the port, he was already back on the boat and tranquilized. Safe to say the US Navy didn't want to be light on the precautions after that. Which shows why we need to take this so seriously, too. Things can get out of hand in a second. The pair walked up the stone staircase and through the double doors into the main foyer of the building. The lavish decorations which surrounded them were breathtaking. 
Paintings adorn the walls, including one of John Hammond, the founder of Jurassic Park. Here and there, people walked past them and radios buzzed, showing that the hallways of this lavish building were now far from quiet. As they continued deeper into the maze of passageways, they walked into a huge room which was decorated with a handful of dinosaur skeletons and maquettes. The room had clearly seen better days. Some of the displays were smashed with bones strewn across the floor, and the glass skylight which was the centrepiece of the room had smashed and shattered, sprinkling glass shards across the floor. Yellow caution tape was already set up around the centre of the room, so the pair chose to walk around the perimeter, not disturbing a pair of people in the middle of the room who were working busily on something which they couldn't fully make out. What do you think happened here? Whatever it was, it wasn't good. How much do we know about what happened here? Uh, not much. The feds wanted to keep it quiet, uh, with good reason. We need to head down to the basement to try to work out what dinosaurs were held here. Follow me. Morrison walked across to the back end of the room, where a pair of elevator doors were open. A man stood in front of them, and his blue jacket adorned with a yellow logo let Morrison know that he was an FBI agent. His arms were crossed and he didn't make any attempt at moving as the duo walked towards him, so Morrison reached down to his pocket and removed his ID badge. U.S. Fish and Wildlife, we need to get into the containment area underneath the main room to investigate the animals which were held here. The agent gestured to the elevator doors behind him, where a couple of black body bags could be seen. There were lots of crimson stains around the walls of the elevator as well. It was obvious that something bad had happened here. Waiting on EMS to identify them before they remove them. You'll need to head in through the access corridor, comes out to the side of the building, near the wrecked minivan. You won't miss it. Thanks. Come on, Agent Brown. The duo made their way back to the main entrance of the structure, and then began to walk around the side of the building. From here, they could see more of the shattered skylight which they had been able to see inside, and they could also see a couple of ruined vehicles around the back of the building, which appeared to have been stood on by something heavy. A couple more people in jumpsuits were working around the vehicles, and there were a couple of body bags laid on the grass opposite them. Morrison could make out some kind of shattered glass container under the larger vehicle, a minivan as well, but he wasn't quite sure what it was. As they began to walk into the elongated passageway which led from the outside into the containment facility, a SWAT officer holding an assault rifle nodded at them and let them pass, clearly stood on guard. As they proceeded deeper into the bowels of the facility, Lucy turned to Morrison. I had a couple of friends who worked on Nublar, and they said that the dinosaurs on the island had some kind of tracking system built into them. Why don't we use that to help us as we round them up? It's not that simple. Uh, the system you're referencing was tied into the islands directly, and from what information we've been able to ascertain from former employees, it wouldn't be any use on the mainland. Ironically, Ingen never planned for the contingency of them getting off the island. Damn. So, we really are on our own? For now, yes. There's a lot going on right now. I, I know the Senate are looking at forming an international task force to deal with everything in the wake of this incident. But these things take time. Which reminds me, I need to contact Supervisor Marshall when we get back to the truck. 
Why? She's been put in charge of a temporary field base set up not too far from here. She's who we'll be reporting to directly for the foreseeable while we attempt to deal with some of the fallout from this. The pair crossed through a raised metal gateway and were suddenly greeted with an underground complex of containment cages and holding pens. Metal catwalks were strewn above them, and one corner of the large space was blackened and charred where something in the laboratories had clearly exploded, leaving a burnt mess in its wake. The room was a hub of activity, with FBI agents picking through debris and inspecting cages. As they walked through the space they could see that many of their cages were mangled, suggesting the animals had escaped them in a hurry. The duo came to a metal staircase and headed up into what appeared to be a small control room, separate from the one which had been burned and blackened. Inside they found a computer console and Brown sat down to scroll through it. I found the auction list. Wasn't too hard to pick through the files and find it. You're not gonna like it though. Multiple carnivores on the list. Allosaurus, Carnotaurus, Dilophosaurus. There are some real potential risks out there. Damn. Not good. Anything else? Yeah, there's some CCTV footage from the day of the incident. Look at this. On the screen, Morrison and Brown could see several people stood around a control panel, looking down at dinosaurs in the containment area. One of them pressed a large red button and then the containment gate which they had walked in through slid open, allowing the dinosaurs to escape into the wild. Why would they...? I don't know, but I do recognise them. Owen Grady, Claire Deering, Maisie Lockwood. They're wanted for questioning in relation to the incident. I'm not surprised. Morrison reached into his pocket and handed Brown a USB drive. Here, copy the database of dinosaurs onto this. We'll take it back to the base and get it uploaded to the mainframe so all our field agents can have access to it. Morrison began to flip through some paperwork which was on a table behind where Brown was sat. He realised that he was looking at fact files for some of the other animals which were held within this facility, providing information for the people who were helping to hold them. He flicked through different files, first on the Parasaurolophus, then the Cynoceratops, and lastly, the Indoraptor. He stroked his chin for a minute and turned to Lucy. Hey, Lucy, you're into your dinosaurs, right? Have you ever heard of an Indoraptor? Nope, not one that I've heard of. Let me take a look. Morrison went to hand the document over to her when there was a sudden knock at the door and a man stepped in and took it from his hand. Morrison scowled at him for a moment before he saw the FBI logo on his jacket and began to settle a little more. He reached out to shake the man's hand. I'm Agent Morrison with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Department. This is Agent Brown. You are? Field Chief Marcus Ramirez, FBI. I'll be taking these off you for now. If you see anything else pertaining to the Indoraptor, please, do pass it on to my team. It's no longer a threat which we need to worry about, but it's something we like to study further. Noted. Ramirez looked over at the computer and gestured to the files which were being copied over from it. If you can share a copy of that when you're done, I'd appreciate it. It'd be good to know what's out there. I'm sure we'll keep you appraised. Good man. 
Once you've got that copied, it's worth you two getting out of here. There's a lot of work to be done. I'm sure I'll be seeing you around, Morrison. There's dino traffickers out there to deal with after all, and I do love catching bad guys in the act. With that, Ramirez turned and left the room with the files in hand. Morrison and Brown stared at each other, and a few moments later, they were leaving the underground facility and walking back down the gravel track to where their 4x4 was parked. As they headed down the pathway, a helicopter flew in with the FBI logo on the side, and they realised that even more resources were arriving at the temporary encampment. This certainly was the beginning of something much bigger, but they weren't quite aware of how soon they would get caught up in it until they got back to their truck. Don't forget to radio back to Marshall, Brown said, pulling her seatbelt on. Mm, thanks for the reminder. Morrison said gratefully, grabbing the speaker unit from the dashboard radio built into the truck. Supervisor Marshall, this is Agent Morrison. How copy? This is Marshall. Good copy. Outpost Romeo is established and up and running. Feel free to swing by and see her sometime. For now, I've got a new call out for you and Agent Brown. A Stygie Moloch has been sighted in the nearby town of Phillips. You and Agent Brown need to respond and tranquilize the dinosaur so additional units can come and collect it. Are you clear on your instructions? Just to clarify, you want us to tranquilize the dinosaur? Affirmative. Let me know when you've contained the situation, and a capture crew will be dispatched to bring the animal back to Romeo. Happy hunting. The radio crackled for a moment and Morrison placed it back, pulling his own seatbelt back on. He turned to look at Brown who was smiling at him, clearly excited about the prospect of seeing a dinosaur. If it makes you feel better, this one is an herbivore. Morrison put the vehicle into gear and the jeep slowly began to roll down the gravel pathway towards the Grand Gates which had first welcomed them onto the Lockwood Estate. Little did they realise at the time that this estate had been the centre for a series of cataclysmic events which were about to change the balance of the ecosystem across the planet, calling into question man's very dominion over nature itself. been listening to Tales from a Jurassic World. Ben Morrison voiced by Jared Ransom. Lucy Brown voiced by Ashley Friel. FBI agent voiced by Muzzshake07. Marcus Ramirez voiced by Marcus Benesi. Fran Marshall voiced by Dot Paws. Score composed and created by Brooks Leiby. Score mixed by Ian Sheffer. Sound effects from Epidemic Sound. Written, created and produced by Tom Jurassic. Tales from a Jurassic World follows the US Fish and Wildlife Service as they adapt to dinosaurs in the wild.